sometimes when you're in that angry space or upset space, you only see things from such a narrow perspective. Mm. When you transform that perspective or you see it from a different perspective, it helps you to realize that, oh, maybe what I did was a bit harsh or how I reacted was just a bit overboard. Hello and welcome to the Connect to Marriage podcast. I am Delia and I am your host for this episode. In each episode of the Connect to podcast, we'll be tackling questions that couples ask about marriage, communication and conflict, and so much more. We hope you will keep tuning in to learn with us as you grow closer, deeper and stronger in your marriage. Our topic today is all about overreactions. Why do we overreact so easily to our spouse at times? And what do such incidents tell us about ourselves? In any relationship, big emotions can sometimes get the better of us. So what more in our own marriage? Today we have with us Evans and Estelle, newlywed. Thank you so much for joining us on the Connect2 podcast. Would you like to introduce yourself? Hey, hi Evans. I'm a teacher. We just got married one year ago. We just celebrated our anniversary. <laughs> Two weeks ago. So I'm Estelle. I am working in IT company. <laughs> How's it like being married for one year? <laughs> well, I think it's been good. A lot of changes. I mean, we're still in a period of transitioning, moving house. So that's mm-hmm. a bit stressful at the moment, but we're getting there. But we're glad that we have this time to slowly move house rather than... I know a lot of people are like trying to move house and get married all at the same time. So I'm glad we like took it slow in that sense. It's really nice because I could see a lot of very warm connections right here in the studio as I <laughs> as I observe Evans and Estelle, you know, uh, establishing eye contact and just connecting one another even as we start off this episode. But even though you've only been married for one year, I believe mm-hmm. you've experienced your fair share of feelings and emotions, the ups and downs. And today, as we delve into this topic of emotions, right, I'd like to hear from you, what does it look like? And share with us some examples of times where you encountered big emotions, whether positive or negative, through the course of your marriage so far. And share with us an example of that. And also, what have you also discovered of each other from the time you were dating to now that you're married in the past year? Yes, so there are obviously moments in our marriage where we have some big feelings and we have to process and we have to sort of figure out, okay, is this feelings just hormonal because I go through a monthly cycle or is it a deeper issue where it could be a past hurt? There's so many factors to it. I mean, the topic that we were asked was emotional overreaction. Just to define that refers to disproportionate reactions towards harmless actions or words. So Estelle, I think she, at one of the dinners we were at, she was just telling everyone, oh, my husband's sleepy, my husband's sleepy, you know. And after that, I was so annoyed at her. The word sleepy does not have a negative connotation, but I was triggered by it. Mm. And when I asked her, I didn't really like that you said that about me. And she was like, it's not a big deal. Like, what are you on about? And that made me even more upset. And I think after a while, she realized that Sleepy is not even a bad term. Why is he being so worked up, you know? So I think she realized that, okay, there might be an underlying hurt or a trigger which has triggered Evans to have these disproportionate emotions. Yeah. And so obviously the first thing she told me was, okay, we need to take time to process this and I need some space, you know, because 
I was reacting and I also realized that, okay, yeah, sleepy isn't a bad word, but obviously I'm being triggered. And in these moments, you don't always understand like, why am I feeling so mad? And as I processed it, I realized that even when I was younger, I had family members who would joke like, oh, Evans, it's your bedtime. It's 9 p.m. And I felt patronized. I mean, my family is a really nice family, but I mean, sometimes a joke when you don't take it well, it doesn't go down well. And obviously when Estelle mentioned sleepy, that triggered past hurts, which I had, which I didn't realize was there. I mean, after I dealt with it, then I think we're fine. But I think it's also learning to be more sensitive or moments like that reveals that perhaps there are deeper roots that you need to deal with. Mm. And once you deal with these undealt issues in your life, then you realize that, okay, then the word sleepy is not so much of a trigger. But if you don't deal with it, then it's like a time bomb waiting for someone to step on. Wow, thanks so much for sharing that example. And I mean, even as I hear you share that, right, let's unpack that a bit more because it sounds like a very deliberate effort made, you know, by the both of you to even pause and have that difficult conversation, right? To even yeah. hold that space. I think Estelle, for you to even have the humility to say that, hey, actually, well, it sounded like a harmless word, right? Yeah. But you had that awareness and humility to say that, okay, maybe that is something that might be impacting him and let's yeah. find out more about mm. that. Maybe share with us what made you have that awareness to try talking deeper about that situation that you encountered. Yeah, so I mean, when Evans brought up, hey, I didn't like it when you were calling me, you know, making these comments about me. In the beginning, I brushed it off, it made him really upset. And then to see him frustrated, then it made me think like, process, okay, like put myself in his shoes. If he did the same to me, how would I react? And I was like, Actually, if you did the same to me, I wouldn't react the same way. I mean, I would be fine. And then, so I brought it back to him. I said, you know, actually, if you did the same thing to me, I wouldn't have reacted the same way. So I genuinely can't understand why this is such a big thing for you. And because of that, I think maybe we need to process this more because there's definitely more to this than just what we're seeing. Mm. And he also had the humility to say, yeah, you know, maybe you're right because there is something more. And that's why that's where we could hold space for one another and sort of start thinking about, okay, what was that? experience that might have happened that caused him to react in such a big way. Yeah, thanks so much for that. And actually, as you share that, it brings a, a memory for me as well to mm. think about a recent example between my husband and I. It was, my birthday is actually on a very special day of the year. Yeah. It's like the last day of the year. Okay, so oh. I mean, all these years we've been dating and been married for nine years, I've always been telling him, hey, if you really want to celebrate, right, must yeah. make arrangements ahead of time. Otherwise, you know, <laughs> reservations, etc. And in particular, for the most recent birthday, we had a third child. So he was still very young, a few months old. And I specifically kept like telling my husband, you know, actually my best birthday gift is I just want to sleep. <laughs> yeah, and just like, that's all I want. I don't really need anything fancy, you know. And I had all these expectations built up in my heart. Like, you know, right. I think I'm just going to be able to sleep on that day. Yeah. <laughs> a special day that I just get to sleep and maybe yeah. he'll take care of the rest, right? But the day started, I just heard screams in the living room and my kids were just like, you know, they were playing, but after that, it escalated in a fight. And that's how my day started, right? <laughs> so imagine, like, my expectations were elevated. Like, I'm going to sleep, but nope, I was awoken <laughs> by this ruckus outside. And then I felt so crushed, you know, in a sense, like, my disappointment. But after that, it swung to, like, anger. <laughs> it was like, why is it, like, you know, not possible? So, I, yeah. in a sense, I would say it was an overreaction, too, on my yeah. part. Because it might seem like, it's not that it's just a birthday, but per se, it was a special day. But at the same time, it was our daily life. 
life, you know, yeah. and that was part of what family life looks like. Yeah. But I think because of all the anticipation that I had built up for myself, mm. um, and my started on that note, I actually reacted in anger mm. and I actually also like started spewing out, you know, Okay, for me, I was emotional. So yeah. I, was, I spilled words of hurt and anger yeah. towards my husband. Mm. And then he was at a loss because I think <laughs> to him, he's like, the day just started. <laughs> Here we are. Yeah, and actually, that was when we started to unpack also. Mm. Even though there was all these things going on, the kids needed our attention. But I'm thankful that my husband took a moment to process it with me. And he was like, I know that birthdays matter a lot to you, right? And we've been dating and we've been married for nine years. I know that you hope that I can do something special for you on your birthday. I'm sorry I didn't plan ahead and I didn't expect that the day would turn out this way. Mm -hmm. So let's try again. Mm -hmm. So then he was like, okay, let's go somewhere nice for lunch and etc. So we did make it turn around. But I think if this happened maybe in our first year of marriage, even though there was no kids in the picture yet, the ability to hold space for each other, I think we grew Uh with time. We grew also in being able to understand each other's. He didn't react to my anger with anger. Right. I'm thankful for that as well because he knew that actually it stemmed from that place of unmet needs or yeah. even the expectations, expectations that I built up. Even as I hear you share that, it is true that even the whole process of marriage or the journey of marriage, we grow together uh-huh. as husband and wife. We learn more about each other in realizing that certain things matter more to the other party and we celebrate that for each other as well yeah. or even help to be that source of support and encouragement even mm-hmm. if it didn't seem that important to us. So thanks so much for sharing that with us and I would like to find out more as well even as you talk about big emotions. Evans shared an example. I'm not sure if Esther has an <laughs> example to share also from your own experience. I did want to add, you know, that it's amazing that, you know, you guys managed to turn the situation around within a day. So actually with our situation, I mean, because it happened at dinner and he had to wake up early the next day, I actually did call for a timeout because things were escalating. I couldn't understand, why? Why is it such a big deal for you? I just call you sleepy, you know? And then he was like getting more angry and I was like, you know, let's talk about this like tomorrow because the emotions are so high. So I think also just calling out the concept of timeout is mm. actually really good because when your emotions are high, it's just you just can't talk through anything, you mm. know? And you just might end up hurting each other more. So the fact that we manage to give each other time to like process it on our own and then whoever calls a time out usually calls a time in. So mm-hmm. I was like, hey, like let's talk about this at this time tomorrow. We were both committed. We were like, okay, let's do it. You know, let's talk. And then when we did sit down and talk, that's when we could really process it. So I also wanted to like just bring up that part which was, I felt was important as well. Oh, that's really good. So what happens when you're in time out? Like what happens in each of your mind space? Marriage is one of the most rewarding things in life. Yet, navigating marriage as newlyweds or an engaged couple can sometimes get overwhelming. Whether it's managing expectations of the in-laws, getting a good grasp of your family finances, or establishing good habits of communication and healthy conflict. Focus on the Family Singapore's Marriage Preparation Program aims to help you build a solid foundation in the early years and prepare you for the adventure of your life. Visit family.org.sg slash C2 Marriage Prep for more information today. So it's important 
important for you before you meet back to go and process it. It's not like just sweep it under the carpet and when you come back, it's magically solved. If you <laughs> leave the emotions where it is, it will still be there if you yeah. don't deal with it. So one of the ways I do it is I talk to my father. My father is very knowledgeable. I mean, he gives me a, a third party's perspective. That's really important because sometimes when you're in that angry space or upset space, you only see things from such a narrow perspective. Mm. When you transform that perspective or you see it from a different perspective, it helps you to realize that, oh, maybe what I did was a bit harsh or how I reacted was just a bit overboard. It helps to put things into perspective like what my wife did was harmless or to understand that my wife loves me, she cares for me, she would always want to present me in the best light. She wouldn't want to throw shade at me by saying something about me that would make me look bad in front of others. And when you put that in light and realize that, oh, actually maybe the problem isn't her, it's me, you know. <laughs> I'm reacting because I've had a bad memory of something that's being triggered at the moment. And then mm -hmm. I realized that, okay, I overreacted, you know, before I talked to her. What about you, Estelle? What were you doing during that timeout? <laughs> so I'm not as good with, like, dealing with <laughs> these things. Evans will always remind me, like, have you talked to your father yet? <laughs> have you, you know, processed it? And I'm like, yeah, 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 okay, I'm going to do it, you know. For this case, it was easier because it wasn't so much my hurt, but it was just trying to understand my husband's mm -hmm. point of view. Yeah, I think at the end of the day, it's also understanding how each other the managers how we deal with conflict so there's like you say like some people can escalate get angry and they escalate some people will hide some people will like not give like their partner the benefit of the doubt and like think of all these negative things about their partner so it's also sort of like going against how we want to like naturally our natural instinct to like run away so for me if I was in Evan's shoes like if there was a situation where Evans was calling me out on something I have a tendency to like want to run away not want to address it so I I have a really good husband who always like pushes me to you know like let's address this you know this could be something that we need to process yeah at the end of the day I am committed to growing we are both committed to like maturing and growing so that keeps us going and mm. I'm glad that we are complementary in that way that we both don't run and avoid like mm. situations and that's so interesting right because I think for some of us we've not seen how conflict is being managed healthily and mm. as a result we would very much prefer not to face it head on be so much easier to just move on with life and take it as we can get on without addressing it. But yet at the same time, I hear the intent that both of you have. Feel safe to be vulnerable with each other and at the same time recognize that as we highlight or speak about different things that we're struggling with, it wasn't meant to put down the other party but it's actually yeah. for the good. The individual growth but actually collective growth as a couple. May I find out from you what motivates you to actually want to get down to the bottom of the triggers? So as much as you would like to say that it's easier to sweep things under the carpet. I think for me, it's more difficult to live with a thought like, this is unresolved, you know, and then <laughs> we're like having dinner or we're doing something together right. and like, but we haven't solved this yet, you know, it's still, it's still, in the room or yeah, or that issue is still tormenting me in the back of my mind and when like I'm free and then my mind starts wandering into that pity party or that whole rut where I'm upset like why did she do that like I don't understand and trying to figure out you know I'd rather not be in that place whereas if there's something that's broken I know that this is a long-term commitment that I've jumped into I'm committed to resolving it I would rather resolve it and let it bother me I don't know maybe some people are good at sweeping things under the carpet and they're like forget about it until it services but for me it like stays at the top of my mind mm. yeah. I mean we know the consequence of 
sweeping too many things under the carpet, right? It explodes one day. We want to start our relationship on the right note. We've seen like, you know, I've witnessed like people who have couples who have not managed to do that. And it's been very difficult. I mean, it has contributed to a lot of my own cynicism towards marriages also, which I also had to resolve with Evans, you know, when I was thinking about being married to him. Seeing the consequences of that, it's like, no, I really want to work on this. And we know that takes hard work. And there's so much to talk through all the time like in your marriage and we're only one year in but we still like there's so much to learn about each other so much to talk about you know yeah like every opportunity that we can talk about it Evans is more proactive about it for me sometimes I like to run but you know I'm trying to confront these things Mm. but with every opportunity we try to grab it because we know that there's a reason why it comes up. As you share that I'm thinking that it's truly better to resolve a conflict than to dissolve a relationship and in fact when we work through these differences or even understanding the triggers of each other it actually builds resilience in a marriage Mm. yeah because it builds trust and as a result we are really being able to strengthen that basis or that foundation as we grow further and deeper so in each podcast we actually address a frequently asked question that Mm. couples have about marriage and today's question is actually from a listener she asks my husband often gets triggered and explodes when i nag at him to do the things he said he would do but have not so what is wrong with him or is that the problem with me am i doing something wrong by reminding him what do you think well i think the important thing is how she reminded him right (laughs) and how many times she has reminded him (laughs) You know, if she's like nagging you every five minutes, have you done this? One minute later, have you done this? And she, her tone is... <laughs> tone is important. Yeah, the tone is important. If she has such a condescending tone or frustrated tone, obviously you write off the energy, you get frustrated. I mean, on the other part of the guy's fault, right, is, well, obviously if he says, I'm going to do something, did he give a time frame? Did he say, okay, I will finish this in one hour? Because I think we have something similar where yeah. if I need to do something, she'll say, I'll do it tomorrow. And then... So I know that I can start bugging her tomorrow, not today. (laughs) You know, so it's all about communicating. But for all you know, the guy could have deeper issues or stuff that's affecting him. If you really understand that your wife loves you and she wants the best for you, she's giving you a gentle reminder. She's not nagging you. You know, it's how you perceive it. I mean, so I'm really thankful when my wife gives me gentle reminders. Oh, you haven't done this. You haven't done it. And I'm like, oh, okay, thank you for helping me. Because sometimes (laughs) things slip our memory and we need one another to help us remember. Yeah, and we bolster it by being as like tender and loving as possible. Like, (laughs) Hey, you, you, you left your socks on the floor again. Again? Oh no, where is it? Pick it up. I didn't see it. You know, just try to keep it lighthearted, mm. right? Rather than being like, Rick. <laughs> <laughs> How many times did I tell you to stop leaving your socks on the floor? Yeah, last morning. I'm not gonna, and, then, and then punishing your husband, mm. right? By like withholding sex or like, oh. you know, these are not nice. Or, you know, you say, if you do it again, I'm not going to cook for you. Like, it's not <laughs> nice, right? Like, yeah. This kind of thing. Oh, you're going to have smelly socks all the time. Yeah. <laughs> but actually, I realised that sometimes from a wise perspective, right, if we nag, it may seem like we don't trust. Mm. Like, we don't trust that what we have agreed to do or have to be completed would not be done. And hence, there's this constant reminder, right? But versus, as you shared just now, right, actually, I'm gently reminding you because actually, it's really for not just your good, but our good, etc. Yeah. yeah. So I think it's really the intent or the posture would influence the tone. Yeah. And then as a result, the tone would influence the way it's being perceived yeah. by the 
recipient. But I think at the end of the day, like what you said, it's just like setting aside time to unpack whoever that wrote this in. You know, if you can set aside like safe, positive space. Once a month, we have like... um Conflict resolution night. Yeah, conflict night. resolution night where we talk through like some things that you can't really talk through like on a, you know, when you're busy in your day-to-day. So that's when we bring up like some of the heavier topics that we want to talk through. Mm. Then you can always process this together during that time. And so like, why do you explode, you know, like, you know, nicer or like, and then he can understand her perspective. And then when there's mutual understanding, expectations are aligned, then it's more calm, like everything. So actually my question to her, the person who asked this is, did she ever ask her husband why he gets angry when she nags? Or when she reminds him, you know, has she like asked him? Like she may be asking you, but yeah. maybe sometimes if she asks her husband, maybe the husband says that, oh yeah, because of this, 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 then she knows that, oh, okay. Yeah. Rather than complaining, I mean, sometimes the best person to ask is the person who is upset. That's great. And wow, this conflict resolution night that you mentioned, like it's really interesting because it shows the intentionality and yeah, at the same time, the readiness to come mm-hmm. into that space. I mean, I'm guessing that it's probably not like, this is my agenda, like point one, two, three, <laughs> let's address it. Versus like, hey, this might be something that is in the air and yeah. you know, can we address it? How do you all go about it? We start off with, we have a list of questions. I think someone yeah. sent it to us where we, Some we share about what was your favourite moment in the month? Yeah. What is something you really enjoyed? Or what is one thing that you think we can improve on? You know, what's yeah. the worst moment in the month? So yeah, whether we resolved it or not. Yeah, that's the question. Like, what was the worst moment for you? Then usually we have to unpack that. But that I feel one. like most of the time, I can't remember. I have to look through photos. What do we do? <laughs> Yeah, like, what is your biggest worry? What are you most thankful for? So we just have, like, a few questions, like, I'll show you on so my nice. phone. But yeah. at least it just encourages the conversation, mm. and then we can start talking. I need to get it. the list off you. All right, Evans and Estelle, thanks so much for taking time to walk us through understanding our overreactions. And, you know, in each podcast, we end off with a couple challenge for our listeners. So if you are listening this with your spouse, we encourage you to take five minutes to share with each other what common trigger you have noticed in yourself. And, you know, take that time to also then share with each other some reflections and thoughts. So we hope you've enjoyed this episode and on our next podcast, we will continue zooming into the skills required to handle disagreements well. So do tune in to that. We hope you've enjoyed this podcast. If you're looking out for more practical resources to grow your marriage, do visit our website at www.family.org.sg to browse our articles or check out our upcoming marriage programs. We hope you have followed and subscribed to our Connect2 podcast or share this episode with a friend who may also benefit benefit from it. Thank you for tuning in and until next time, take care of yourself and your spouse.